unearth more time. Since we're in the build the foundation module, I thought it would be clever to title this unearth more time. Pretty clever, huh? I think so anyway. This lesson tackles how we can tell when we are slipping toward a state of disorganization where time gets eaten up faster than fries at Mickey D's. I'll show you how to manage time the right way by prioritization of the essentials. Disorganization is the biggest time suck out there. It will literally bury time. No wait, it will figuratively bury time. Literally burying time would be sticking a clock in a dirt hole and covering it, I guess. I always get those terms wrong. So to beat disorganization and unearth more time, we need to find the signs of disorganization. Some are obvious, but others aren't. A few obvious signs are clutter on your desk, in your car, on your dresser, your clothes. Another obvious sign is you're off schedule. You're always late for meetings, you miss deadlines, and you forget to return calls, or you just skip them because you feel overwhelmed. You lose track of your oil change schedule in your car even. Next thing you know, you blow an engine. I really do know guys like that and guilty. I blew a suburban engine years ago for that very reason. I procrastinated. Some not so obvious signs of disorganization are your self-esteem starts to lower and you notice it. You tend to find yourself doing way too many unproductive tasks instead of the important ones. You tend to have a negative attitude towards your job or your duties as a dad. You begin to not enjoy quiet time or prayer life. More and more time passes without deep conversations with family. And you begin to feel dissatisfied with your life, your work, and your world. Just like with good habits, managing your time is what helps you overcome your weaknesses when crisis hits or when bad times come, or when you need to muster all your strength. When you manage your time with priorities, you have no disorganization. And when you have organization in your life, and you combine that with good, strong habits, you can deal with anything. Ever wonder how some people can just plow through adversity like nothing has happened? They're knocked down and just get right back up stronger in their lives. Every single time, you'll find that they are people that manage their time with priorities. They have no disorganization in their life, and they practice good, strong habits. Toss some strong faith in there, and that person can't be beat. I'm going to show you several simple yet powerful strategies for ensuring that your time management aligns with your priorities. This lesson alone is worth the cost of the entire course, in my opinion. Okay, here's a quote for you. Remember this. Not everything that cries the loudest is the most urgent thing. Later on in the balance module, I'll give you more specific ways to schedule your time. But for now, we're building the foundation. We're stopping the bleeding of the things that are just not working. Okay, let's go. You probably have people that call you, text you, and they're always needing you to do things, whether it's coming from your job, your kid's school, volunteer organizations, or just friends who need you to help them or want you to go have fun with them. You're pulled in a lot of directions. When your time is unmanaged, it's open. It's a big blank spot and anyone can have at it. Imagine a doctor who doesn't schedule appointments. Anyone can show up at any time with no prioritization. The grandma with the minor aches and pains could be seen before the gunshot victim in the ER. That would never happen. 
Now, I'm sure you prioritize at least some of your time. Everyone does at least a little. There are some deal breaker things that are going to happen no matter what. Your job, church, etc. But do you prioritize all of it? You really need to. It might sound ridiculous, but I'll show you why it's not. Because here are three things that happen when you have unmanaged time. Number one, unmanaged time will always attack your weaknesses first. That means that you tend to do things that are either easy or enjoyable first. It's human nature. So if you don't prioritize the important things, they'll never get done. You'll kick that can down the road for a long, long time until that task is screaming at you and it has to be done. I learned this from my dad. Now, I need to note here that it is a good strategy that when you feel overwhelmed and chaotic, to go accomplish one quick small task that makes you feel good. That's fine because you're doing it as a planned strategy. But time left unmanaged will always tend to lead you to the unimportant things just because they're simple, fun, or easy. You might have seen that YouTube video of the teacher that puts the rocks into a jar until it's full. All of the students agree that the jar is full. But wait, then he drops a cup of sand in, and now it's really full. Okay, then he dumps some beer in, and the jar is now completely full. Each time the jar was full, but it wasn't really. The example here is that the rocks are your real priorities. The sand is your lesser priorities, and the beer is the fun and enjoyment you have in life. If you try to put each thing in the jar in the reverse order, it would overflow. Manage your time and fill it with priorities, or the beer will take up your unmanaged time, right? Closely related to the weaknesses part is this. Unmanaged time will also get invested in things that gain attention. It's a weakness too. We tend to put our time into things that others will notice, that we get a pat on the back for, but that's probably not the real priority. C.S. Lewis said, there can be intemperance in work just as in drink. What feels like zeal may be only fidgets or even the flattering of one's self-importance. Okay, here's number two. Remember, these are the three things that happen when you have unmanaged time. Number two, people that scream the loudest get to have your unmanaged time. You know the whole squeaky wheel getting the grease thing. It's so true, and I fight this one daily. There are a lot of people that want a lot of my time, and I'm a guy that has a hard time saying no. But I can when I manage my time. If you don't have your time managed, and it's obvious to people that your time is available, they will suck every last minute of your time from you. Strong people in your life will end up managing your time for you because you haven't managed it yourself. They take over your time because you don't have the schedule to back up your ability to say no. The result? They get your time, and your family gets cheated out of your time, and they're the ones that need it most. When your time is managed, it gives you the confidence to say no. You feel that you're backed up in your choice. It's weird, but it works. Trust me. Sometimes you need to say no to something that is actually a good thing. But if it's not the best good thing, you might need to say no. Make sense? A no isn't always for something negative, for something that you don't want to do. It might be for something good, but you have too many good things and you just need to choose the best one. If we want to take command of our time, we have to bite the bullet and say a firm but courteous no to opportunities that are merely good but not best for us. 
So here's how you say no, because there are really several ways you can. You should never say, I don't have time to do that. In fact, don't ever tell yourself that you don't have time to do something. It's a terrible way to think. Instead, say one of these things to yourself or to others when you want to say no. Sorry, but I just can't schedule that in. Or, sorry, but I can't put that as a priority right now. Yeah, I know that last one might make you sound like a total jerk, so you can massage that how you want. The point here is that you're saying sorry instead of no. Sorry is easier to say, and it's much more polite. Plus, you're letting them know that you can do it, but you choose not to do it. That's huge. It shows them that you have a big value put on your time. Now, what I would not want to say is this. I just don't have any time. No, first that tells yourself that you don't have time. That's toxic. You do have time. You always have time. Then it shows the other person that you have no control over your time. Instead, time has controlled you. What you want to show instead is that you put value on your time and that this task that's being asked of you just doesn't fit in with your values. It's deep and it's a whole new mindset shift for many of you. Years ago, a good friend of mine tore all the siding off his house and started replacing it. He got in a little over his head with such a big project and it was getting farther into fall and he didn't have the time to get all the new siding on. He was worried that he wouldn't get it done before the snow started falling and there he was with a house with no siding on it. He was really stressed out, but he didn't tell any of us guys this until he told us this story later. Right at that time, his daughter was diagnosed with an uncurable childhood cancer and his family's life came crashing down. We were all deeply affected by it. His wife mentioned the siding, so a bunch of guys went over and finished it for him before winter. He told us this story later. He said that the biggest, most stressful thing in his life at that point was the lack of time he had to get the siding on his house before winter. He had a great job, an amazing family, so that thing was a huge stress on him. Then his daughter got sick, and he said that he could care less if he ever had siding on his house again. In fact, he said, the house could just collapse. I don't care. I just want to spend my time with her. That's a perfect example of priorities on your time. Okay, so here we are at number three, the third thing that happens when you have unmanaged time. Number three, unmanaged time surrenders to the demands of emergencies. This is what I call the tyranny of the urgent. And we're going to cover this much more in the next lesson, but basically the urgent things fly at us all day, every day, causing us to live reactively and defensively. I like to think of the urgent things as tyrannical because they try to rule over us. Like small unruly kids, they scream and yell, poke and prod and are relentlessly in front of us. And if our time is unmanaged, the tyranny of the urgent will rule. My brother is an architect and he has people walk into his office all day, every day without an appointment. They stand there and tell him that they need their project done first, now. Years ago, I asked my brother why he lets them do that, and he shrugged it off, saying that it's just the nature of the business. Well, no, it's not. He's stressed and frazzled all the time, and most of his day is dictated by people that scream like a little tyrant. Remember, I said before, if we want to take command of our time, we have to bite the bullet and say a firm but courteous no to opportunities that are merely good, but not best for us. Here are three tips for unearthing more time. Number one, 
Know when you are most effective. This is so important because we all thrive at different times, times of the day, times of the month, or times of the year. I tend to drag by three in the afternoon, so I will never, ever schedule a meeting then, or I'm sort of a zombie. I get my second wind later in the night. Not a great time for meetings, but I can absolutely crank on work uninterrupted at that time. My best meeting time is mid to late morning. I've had some coffee, I'm awake, and I've cleared out a lot of the morning emails. If a client asks me for a meeting in the afternoon, I simply say, I drag a lot at that time. I think I'd be a lot more productive if we had the meeting in the morning when I'm fresh. I'm different at different times of the year too. During the winter, I get more done. In fact, I'm building this course in the winter. I would never ever attempt to start a new business in the summer. That's when I'm moving slow, I'm relaxed, and I take a lot of time off. I just don't accomplish much, but life is good. In the winter, I'm much more introspective and reflective, and I get much more done and have much more creative ideas. There are times when you'll feel that you have more mental and emotional fatigue. At those times, you probably feel like you want to run from problems or people. Then at other times, you're good. Learn what works for you and stick to those schedules. Okay, here's number two. Build your schedule based on value. So here's how you're able to say no or to say yes to someone. You really need to build out a basic weekly schedule and base it on value, the important things, the priorities, whatever you want to call it. This can be a very casual schedule. It doesn't have to be complex. But the key is that you need to put some flex time in there. In other words, you have spots that are open. So if someone asks you for something, you can say, sure, I have time tomorrow evening. You have that open. Like rocks in the jar, put your most important things in the schedule first. Family time, work, church. My dad used to budget time with mom. She didn't like it very much, but it worked for him. I'm not really sure what they did at that time, and I've never wanted to know. So when you put the important things in first, they are immovable. They're deal breakers. Then you have time slots available that can be flexible, where you can say yes to someone when they need your help. It doesn't make sense for me to go into detail about how you build your schedule, but the important point is that you first do build one, and second, you block out times for the important things. Okay, number three, manage your time as far in advance as possible. It's amazing how much time you'll find that you never knew you had when you just schedule things out in advance. Everything else falls into place. This also allows you to squash the tyranny of the urgent because you already have your time booked. There's a funny thing that happens with priorities that have the most value. When these high value priorities are ignored, they don't immediately have an adverse effect on you. They don't scream for attention like your friends or your boss or others do. For example, family time. When I get too busy and have to hit deadlines and don't take the time for family, sweet little Annie takes it in stride for a while. It's fine, but then things start coming unraveled. The kids get undisciplined, their grades start falling, Annie gets grumpy, things just get bad. And by the time I realize it, it's tough to turn it around. I'm talking about a week here, a busy week where I've ignored family other than dinner and evening prayers. It's crazy how fast it can happen. The same is true with sleep or with my spiritual life. I can ignore that time for a while, 
but it catches up with me. That's why it's so important to block out these times far in advance to build a schedule, then have the discipline to stick with it through the use of good habits. Get these things in your schedule, on your calendar. Think, what are the non-negotiables? Even when you do book them into your schedule, when you wait too long to add them in, they get bumped by something that's more exciting but has less value, or by a tyrant screaming for your attention. People have the funny habit of not committing to something because they want to wait for a better offer, something more appealing. So they won't block out the time for that high value but less exciting thing. You need to do exactly the opposite and do it as far in advance as possible. Hopefully these tips have helped you and we'll see you in the next lesson.